This podcast is not suitable for work. If you're under the age of 18, kindly and with all due respect, get the fuck out. I mean it. Go on. Bye-bye. Mm-mm. See you later. This isn't for you. Nope. Mm-mm. America has a strange relationship with sex. We're obsessed with it, but it terrifies us. We censor it because it's constantly being shoved down our throats. But our dirty little secret is we like things shoved down our throats, especially when we're in bondage or we're wearing leather or being slapped around a little bit. And, oh, <clears throat> I'm Sunny Megatron. Join Ken Melvoinberg and I as we explore, dissect, and demystify American sex. Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness, American Sex, with Ken Melvoin Berg and Sonny Megatron. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash ASPodcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash ASPodcast, and AS stands for American Sex, for your free audiobook. Hi, Ken. Hi, Sonny. Happy almost Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day week. Happy almost Valentine's l- Day week to you, too. <laughs> I love you, schmooky, hooky, sweetheart, dear, pookie bear. I'm saying all the love words. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why you're yeah. doing that. So, you know you know what? It's funny. Every every year around Valentine's Day, and, and I don't even tell you this all the time, I do a big push to uh, get on social media and talk about the different things that I like to donate to, and I sort of do a promotion for that. But my old age has confused my mind, and I kind of fucked up one recently. So on Facebook, I had put this big post about diabetes. because, And this is sad, but my little sister, as you know, Wendy, she died of humoral immune deficiency syndrome, cancer, and diabetes. She had all these different things wrong with her. And so while I was thinking about my sister, and I was a little teary because I've had a lot of friends that have passed away recently from cancer. One of my best friends in the whole world, Yancey Small, just died of liver cancer at the age of 46. So I was, as I was making this post about diabetes, I then put a promotion for the American Cancer Society. (laughs) And, And all these people were coming. They're like, oh my God, this is so great. You're doing it. And then like a couple of people are like, what does cancer have to do with diabetes? And in my brain, it was because of Wendy is the common denominator, but nobody except for me knows that. They just accepted it. They're like, you know what? Ken's a little bit eccentric. He's a little bit wacky. Uh, was this really from Ken? They didn't know. But yeah, so everybody who saw that Facebook post, that was me. That was about me. And the confusion came in my age and like drug-soaked adult brain through the years. I've done <laughs> way too many substances. Uh, but it's because there is a couple of major charities that I like to promote at Valentine's Day this time of year, which are the American Cancer Society, the American Diabetes Association, and St. Jude's. So if you have the means, please donate to any one of those three (laughs) organizations. We will put links for them in the show notes. But those of you that saw my very addled and confused and (laughs) age-ridden thread on facebook that's what that was all about i noticed that i was like diabetes cancer what these are not but i just so that's where it comes from though is that it's a valentine's day thing that i do because it was a special holiday for me and my sister 
and and I didn't tell anybody. Not even you knew about this. No, and then no. every year, that's why I do a thing. This I time see. Of- I see how it relates to Valentine's Day because, like, no, that's heart disease. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that's like, new. The heart like, disease is new. She is, also had heart problems. I was gonna Wendy say, was very sick, and she had heart problems. She had heart disease. She had a pacemaker. I was going to say like, oh, you know, one disease affects your heart and the other one is like sugar because you eat candy on Valentine's Day shaped in a heart. And the, but that has nothing to do with cancer. Unless It has more to do with me and my sister. We're little kids and we did Valentine's cards to each other because your brother and sister and we were what are called Irish twins, which were two siblings that were born within like a couple of years of each other. And we were 17 months apart. So we shared a lot of the same friends. We were in some of the same classes in high school. Uh, we attended all of the same stuff together and we were with one year of each other in just about everything that we did. So it's one of the things, if you see me promoting stuff and it is about a disease that has to do with my sister, Wendy. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. It is. And that has, you know, and it, and this is like, choose your own adventure in Ken's mind. Yes, it is. (laughs) And which has something to do with, with our guests, but I just want to say really quick. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, friends. I'm Ken Belvoinberg, and this is Sunny Megatron, and welcome to American Sex Podcast. As you know, listeners, your support is what helps us grow. So please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you subscribe to American Sex Podcast. And also leave us a review on iTunes. You can also do things like follow us on Facebook, where American Sex Podcast there, and on Twitter, where we're American Sex Pod. And make sure you share our posts and tell your friends about us. Now, lastly, Please follow us on Patreon because this week we have posted a hilarious story from our guest, Joanna Angel, about a porn scene that she shot that went hilariously and embarrassingly wrong with Belladonna. And also by listening to the story, you're going to learn valuable life advice like how not to prepare for anal sex. Super important. Now, you can only hear this if you head to patreon.com slash American sex. And if you choose to support us monetarily there, you're going to get extra perks, too. So last month, we decided to send out some random gifts to a couple of our January supporters. So Vin and Veronica, check your Patreon inbox. You've got sex toys and accessories coming to you in the mail. Woohoo! So we had a Scandal Red Room kit. Also, we had a Fun Factory Stronic B and a Night Rimmer Silicone Anal Training Kit by Lux that needed a new home. Well, I mean, it needed its first home because they're new in the package. It's not like we use them. <laughs> they're not re-gifts. Right, just so right. you guys know, I want to be very clear on this. These have not been in either of our butts. It's a brand new product. Extra stuff that's been in our butts costs extra money. Exactly. So these items are finding their first home (laughs) with Vin and Veronica. Sweet. So here on American Sex Podcast, we do sex toy giveaways every month. This month, the February giveaway is for an Ambi by Lovent's smartphone controlled vibrating bullet provided by our sponsor, Castle Megastore. You can control the super strong bullet using a smartphone in the same room or use a smartphone anywhere in the world. Yes, you can invite anyone with the ability to download the smartphone app to control your toy. Thus, they control your body. Pretty cool. Go to SunnyMegatron.com slash A-M-B-I Ambi to enter. We draw the winner at the end of the month. Good luck, listeners. Oh, we have the giggles. 
Okay. All right. So he's snorting. Stop. I need to get through this because we have an awesome guest that I want to present her in the best light. Not that she needs to be presented in the best light because she has some pretty good damn light herself. She presents herself in because she's amazing. She is the iconic punk princess of porn, Joanna Angel. So for those of you not familiar with all of the awesome things Joanna Angel has done and is, here is her official bio. Joanna Angel is an award-winning adult film star, writer, director, producer, author, entrepreneur, and CEO of the venerated adult studio, Burning Angel Entertainment. Pacific Standard Magazine stated she is one of the most powerful feminist icons in the adult industry. She stormed mainstream media outlets being featured in the New York Times, Forbes Magazine, Vice TV, LA Weekly, and CNBC, just to name a few. She was inducted into AVN's Hall of Fame in 2016 and continues to make her mark on the adult industry and the world at large. You know, I got to say, like, I had so much fun with this conversation. We talked about her new, like, choose your own adventure style erotica book called Night Shift that's being released tomorrow, actually, on the 13th of February. And we talk about things like the universal need for raunchy, dirty stranger sex, because a lot of us really like that. She told us the Burning Angel origin story, which was actually pretty fucking cool. I had no idea. We talk about how to keep your punk rock heart strong when you run a successful company and a whole bunch of really other cool stuff. So, And, you know, one of the other things that was great about this conversation is that I grew up, you know, in an era where I was a punk rock promoter. I was helping out bands. I worked at places like the Metro and Smart Bar here in Chicago for years as a bouncer and had been involved in the punk rock industry. And that whole punk rock mentality is what made me a self-employed, independent person. And I think she has that same stubborn streak in her. So I'm seeing a lot of myself in Joanna Angel. And it's not a dirty <laughs> reference. Like, that a dirty joke? <laughs> well, in my mind, when I'm watching her porn, I do too. But <laughs> I'm talking from a philosophical business entrepreneurial point of view. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Well, here's Joanna and, and Angel. I, and I watch her porn. Okay. <laughs> hey, Joanna. How you doing? Hello. How are you? Awesome. We're doing great. We are so happy to have you with us. We just recently got a preview of your new book. This is your first book, right? Night Shift? It is. Yeah. I've I've had um I've had chapters in um other people's Yeah, um, we read some of your work I think in Aserotica. Did you yeah, contribute yeah. to that? Yeah. Yeah, I did contribute to Asa's book. I was in Jiz Lee's book. I can't even think of what else I've done. You know, I've contributed like like little stories or, you know, or paragraphs or whatever in, in articles about porn. But this is my first novel and it, it's so weird. It doesn't even feel real yet. Um, <laughs> I'm still having a hard time saying I wrote a book. Aww. I'm not lying. Like, so By the way, it shows that you have a background in this, like reading both your short stories and reading this. And I have to say, I particularly love I'm a huge fucking geek. And I learned to play Dungeons and Dragons in the 1980s. And of course, I read the, you know, choose your own adventure ones. But this is way better than A Cavern of Time. I nearly (laughs) wet myself when I heard it was a choose your own adventure book because I used to read that. Like, I we're both 80s children. I used to read those in the 80s. And I would always choose wrong. Like, oh, yeah, and all this great stuff's happening. Now you fell off a cliff and died. And I'm glad (laughs) I didn't die in your book. That was really good. Is there a a bad ending in your book? Because I got a boner every time I did something. Yes. Like, no matter what you do. 
God. No, I, there's really no bad ending um, at all. I, I, I like happy endings, <laughs> literally and uh, figuratively. And, you know, that's very, like, it's very sad and, and unsettling to have, like, a, a bad ending. Yeah. You know? I feel like it's very... Um, from what ending? I remember, <laughs> yeah, right. From what I remember, studying, um, you know, studying literature and film in college forever ago, once upon a time, um, I do remember. It's actually, it's like very like American to always have like a happy ending. It's it's always like the the European or the French cinemas or books, you know, that always had these like endings where you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> where you just you sit traumatized, I mean? silent after finishing, like what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like, you know, the classic American ending where you just like, you end it feeling good. Um, right. And maybe I'm cheesy, but you know, I, I like to have closure at the end of these stories and, and writing fiction was, it was so much fun. You get to invent people. And, and create lives for them and feelings and stories. And, you know, I, I started getting really attached to these characters and I, I didn't want them to, to have bad endings. Yeah. So, <laughs> so while I was reading your book, I was, I was really getting into the characters too. It's your, your main character is Taryn, right? Main character. Yeah. And so set it up for us. Like, who is she? Where does she work? How, and thank you know, you what's for the backdrop? It. That really yeah. that's very exciting to me because not very many people have read it yet. So. Oh, no, we, we read, really I was young. reading it like, oh my God, never mind. I'm not going to talk too much. Go ahead. You talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that makes me so happy. That's amazing. You Were got, you going to go into the... a dirty story? I was totally yeah. going to, but it was like, yeah, no, you know what? No, <laughs> seriously, thank you for making Billy slash you know, Bonnie. I love that, that character. Uh, with a little I, bit I like a bigger character. huskier guy. Like that as a yeah. big husky guy myself that, you know, like you don't see people that are, you know, unless you're watching Swiney or somebody along those lines, you don't see bigger guys in porn for the most part. And it is good to see somebody that, that felt sexy that yeah, could be was, me. Right. Oh, that that's amazing. And I, I love that character. And that character also was just... I don't know. I, I had actually, um, you know, over the years when I was dancing at a strip club in Kansas City of all places and a guy who was sort of taking care of me all weekend, he was like a cross dresser. And I, I really didn't, you know, I have obviously I have a lot of gay friends. I have a lot of trans friends. I have, you know, a lot of friends that are drag queens. I never really met anyone that was like a cross dresser. It's sort of this um, section of the whole scene that like gets overlooked you know, mm-hmm. oh, for sure. And I, I, you know, and I, I became really good friends with him over the weekend and, uh, he really inspired me and I started reading a lot more about the culture and I thought it was like just a really good character for a book. But anyway, the, the main character of the book is Taryn, who is actually very much like me when I graduated college and only I wound up in porn. Basically, she's a girl that graduated from college with a degree in English and, um, kind of had different plans, but, uh, is also, one of those girls that didn't really think about exactly what she was going to do with her life. And then when that moment came, she wound up just moving back to her hometown and got a job at a, at an adult video store in the middle in, in like a bumfuck town in Florida. The choose your own adventure comes from all the different people who come into the store and all the relationships she has with all the different people. And as she learns more about the people that come into the store, she learns about herself. That's sort of the, the way to tie the ribbon on a, everything so this story like when i was reading it, it's so intricate and and of course the sex is amazing like i don't want to overlook the sex thank you thank you but you know I, I a lot of erotica is you know unfortunately you don't care about the story that much much like porn you know you're fast forwarding through the story to get to the sex and um look i, I did go to school for english i've always loved writing 
Um, it's always been my passion in life. You know, I put a lot of time and, and energy into the writing that goes into my porn scripts. And I, I didn't want people to fast forward through the story. I wanted people to love the story and love the sex in this book. And I, I really do hope that I accomplish that. You did. You're like, I'm going to make people fall in love with these characters. Absolutely. You have to, yeah. you have to know them. How hard was it to map out what the different it sections was. are? I mean, that's. Yeah. I, I've written 15 books. I haven't written have any you really? novels. Yeah. God, good for you. And I, I really It's all in I, weird, like, voodoo and, like, some gaming stuff. Uh, well, now then, I have to read some of your books. Uh, I'll send you a copy of, of Weird Chicago. I write about like occult, uh, supernatural, and serial. That killers. sounds amazing. Oh wow! Oh, I, so I first, yeah, I started doing that. TV shows all about ghosts and stuff. That's how I started before I got into like sex oriented stuff. Right. That's awesome. Well, I would definitely love to read one of your books. Oh, for um, sure. But yeah, I, I really had to. Um, I had to map it out, like really make a clear outline. It was particularly difficult with Choose Your Own Adventure, you know, because I took one storyline and then I kind of kept going with it. And then when that storyline was done, I had to go all the way back and be like, okay, now I have to write about this other character that I completely forgot about, you know, and also trying to keep track of like what was mentioned where, because I didn't want to reference something that wasn't uh, in that story. Yeah. You know what I mean? So oh, it that took a sense. lot of like note writing, you know what I mean? Like I was like, oh shit, like. It reminds like, me of almost like a like you were creating literary alternate universes. You know how they say like every decision you make makes a different you know you know all the true. conspiracy theorists. Like you were actually making all of these alternate universes and like yeah, not having to cross details and yeah, I had to like make a lot of notes going forward to make sure like okay, did I cover that? Did I not cover that? Do I have to reintroduce this person? Does this person exist in this world and? You know, I really hope people read all of the stories. Everybody's going to have a favorite, you know. Right. But um, I, I really tried to make sure that it wasn't like, like one story is the good one and the rest of them were crappy ones. You know, I tried to put a hundred percent into every story. You know, and then all and the stories have their own like sub stories. And uh, I don't know. It was it was so much fun to do. Like I felt like I felt like I went on vacation when I was writing this, you know, like I felt like I disappeared into a different universe and yeah, it's, it's strange to me that these people don't actually exist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And now, now that's my question though. Do they exist? Did you base these characters on real people or real situation? How did you come up? Cause it is a really intricate story and really like, I can imagine these characters. Yeah. Is this all just out of your head? They're based off people I met. I mean, you know, the amazing thing about me being in the adult industry for as long as I have. And before being in the adult industry, I was like, you know, very active. You know, I spent my whole life in the punk scene. You know what I mean? And in both these scenes, you come across so many different kinds of people. Um, So I have a lot of people in my Rolodex to kind of choose from and people have always inspired me. You know, I think it's, it's a thing that all writers do when you, when you go out anywhere, you always have kind of like a fifth sense where you're just sort of like almost creepy. Like you're staring at people and like inventing your own stories for them and, and stuff like that. Um, I, I don't know if, if you're guilty of it too. I know that I sometimes get guilty of like always really, loving to hear other people's like gossip just because I like hearing stories, you know, mm-hmm. like, and then what happened? And then what happened? Like, I just want to know what happened, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because people fascinate me and, and the paths they choose and the lives that they lead. But, um, I'd have to say most of the characters are based off of people I met or, congl- you know, just conglomerates of different people I met sort of morphed together, but no story is like an a hundred percent true story. I do actually have 
a good friend whose name is Taryn. And she used to, um, she was like kind of a fan of mine, kind of an inside the industry person that, you know, we wound up becoming really good friends. She was like an early uh, days Burning Angel member and she did work at a porn store. Um, and she used to message me on MySpace um, and just oh, that is oh, way back. That I is way like, back. Yeah. She used to message me and be like, "Oh, hey, like I work at a porn store and like I love your porn and blah blah blah." Oh, look, this person came in and bought this, and this person came in and bought this, and then we started talking on like instant messenger, you know, where she would just like be bored at work, like late at night, like telling me about all the people that came into the store. So she actually did, you know, kind of. Um, inspire me to be the main character of the book. And I remember talking to her and I was like, can I just call her Taryn? It's easy for me to like, you know, <laughs> and she was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and she did work in Florida too. Um, oh, that's hilarious. Florida. Yeah. So I, you have a lot of yeah. different jobs that you do. You are um, an entrepreneur. You are a director. You are a writer. You are a producer. You are an actor. And now you're an author. So with all these mediums, the one kind of thing that all of those things have in common is that you're a storyteller. And I really you, am. Thank yeah. you for acknowledging that. I think a lot of people don't really understand that. No, yeah. it's exactly what you are. It's And it's so important that we have, you know, some sort of common thread when we're watching, you know, anything from adult movies to mainstream movies. Have you ever thought about taking this book and turning it into a video production or would it just be too difficult because of the way you'd have to edit each scene? Almost the same, but with slight no, differences. No, I mean, like, I'd love to. Like, look, if Fifty Shades of Grey could be a movie, then anything could be. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah agreed. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, I just, I lost the way the whole universe worked after that. I was like, what? Yeah, it was like... Yeah. It, it was one of, sometimes there's moments in life where I'm like, am I on, am I on crazy pills? Like, how does everybody think this is so good when it's blatantly not good? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, I think this would be a, an amazing movie. And also I, I wrote so it very much like a movie because that's how my brain thinks. You know, I think of things very visually because everything I write these days turns into a movie. It would kind of feel like a, like a porn clerks right yeah you're yeah. right yeah <laughs> oh my that's, god that's a great analogy right yeah that's sort of like like was the when i wrote my original treatment for the book that's kind of what i said it would be i said it would, it would feel like clerks but at a porn store it totally like is a, i didn't even i didn't even think about that girl yeah in one year's time we will have you back on the show talking about night shift the choose your own adventure movie because yeah, that right? needs to happen yeah i would love that i mean you know, I'd love to see how, how far, I mean, this can go. Obviously, everybody who writes a book wants, wants it to, to take on all mediums. You know? Yeah. And what I find interesting, too, is even the cover of your book and listeners, if you, you know, go Google Night Shift, the choose your own, was it Night Shift, choose your own adventure? I'm it getting that title choose wrong. your own erotic fantasy. Okay. Right? Okay. So I know um, we actually got into like <laughs> a legal battle because of. Yeah. A choose your own erotic fantasy. That's yeah. it. So in its very, you know, the concept is very 80s throwback. Even the cover is kind of 80s throwback to me. And that's like really hot right now. You know, yeah. there's like Atari rebooted and Stranger Things and all that. So well, unfortunately, I think the concept of porn stores are becoming kind of 80s too, especially the one I referenced in the book. There's actually, I don't, I don't know how many uh, adventures you read, but there is a whole section of the book that actually talks about 
um, all the different kinds of porn stores, you know, uh-huh. like I think that, you know, the chains are bigger now, you know, chains like Romantics and Babeland, you know, very like couples friendly um, stores that really don't have that much porn. Actually, a lot of it's just sex toys and lingerie and events and stuff like that. But I think um, there's a charm in these like old school um, porn stores that have like the jerk off booths in them and everything's. And some um, of them have of glory seedy. holes. And yeah, and some of them have glory holes. And like, I think that it's like, I like those stores. And, and as somebody who's done a lot of touring and gone to a lot of different stores, I always have more fun at the more seedy ones, you know? Um, and I, I think it's, as porn has become more mainstream, I think that, that people people usually think that people in porn like that. But I... Like I was always attracted to the things about porn that were sort of wrong and taboo and sketchy. And like, you know, I sort of missed the days when you had no idea what the hell was going on inside the industry. And like, you'd see a porn star and you're like fascinated by everything about her life. Now it's, it's very different, you know, um, that doesn't so much, uh, exist so much anymore. But yeah, I think the, just the concept of the store that I wrote about in the book, that's, almost becoming kind of eighties in a way too, you know, like those CD stores on 42nd street. Like every time yeah. I go back to New York, a lot of them are disappearing, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of the high end stores are taking place, which is cool. You know, I do actually think 50 shades of gray probably helped with that, you know, like sex is, and you know, the, the mainstream of sex has become like this very like, um, high end thing. Yeah. Sanitized you know, in a way. Yeah. yeah people want to buy really expensive paddles and collars and this and that, but you know, the nitty gritty, um, you know, of these stores, I, I think they're really charming and it, and, and, and a lot of them are mom and pop owned, like yeah. family owned, you know, and, and a lot of them are going away, you know, they're kind of like, like the blockbusters or the tower records, you know, of the porn <laughs> industry. they are. Um, so I'm glad I got to write this book and capture this. Cause I, I don't think, you know, these are really going to exist, you know, probably 20 years from now, you know, like the, the concept of, of turning 18 and going to a porn store is, is done, you know, the way we, when, I'm sure when you were younger, you waited till you were 18 you're like, I want to buy a porn. Now it's like, yeah. Know. Do you yeah. think any of that has to do with like, uh, the tube sites and how they get, yeah, I can't I think, remember. Were you in the butterfly effect? No, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't interviewed for that. I, I, I listened to a lot of it, but yeah, it, I think some of it does have to do with the tube sites and some of it just has to do, you know, I mean, it's happened in all of entertainment. I mean, people don't buy CDs, you know? Right? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. You yeah, know? Best Buy just said that they're going to cut all the CD selection from their inventory. Yeah. Aww. They're getting rid of everything at this point. But I think there's something to be said for the dirty, like that dirty, raunchy, your feet stick to the floor kind of place. And totally. I'm sorry. And it's, you know, I imagine even the people that go to these, you know, as we said, sanitized store that buy the luxury sex toys. I even have I have dirty raunchy fantasies about like gross old men that are strangers and oh yeah I do yeah I, I'll tell you oh, a fantasy I had once they were they were doing construction outside the house and they were like some like dirty construction workers and I was like Ooh. I pictured myself on the digger you know the the <laughs> like on the the digger part and they were like with their dirty hands all over me and I think I think that's probably a pretty common fantasy that a lot of women specifically don't admit that they want to have some dirty raunchy anonymous feet stick to the floor sex. I mean, don't you think, Joanna? I mean, oh, that's definitely a fantasy. And that's, I I hate relating it to it. But, you know, I I feel like 
I feel like Fifty Shades of Grey, like, put it out there. Like, you're not supposed to have dirty fantasies unless it's about someone rich. Right. <laughs> you, can, you can have the dirty fantasy like, in your private yeah, jet. It's if I have okay a helicopter, then I get laid. Be, yeah, degraded as long as he's rich. You know, like, it's like, I feel like, I don't know, yeah. there's so many wrong messages in that movie. Oh, man, I could go yeah. all day on that movie. Yeah, oh, my God, and book. People who read it can, can understand and... Um, and appreciate and relate and, and maybe go and visit their uh, local, you know, seedy porn store that's open 24 hours because there, there aren't that many of them left, you know, and you should kind of and, and as someone who's done touring and visited these stores, you know, a lot of times I get to know the family, you know, like you're you're going out to eat before you're signing with the son, you know, and you meet the grandfather and the mom. And yeah. Dad, you know, Mima's in the back room making yeah. some crock pot. Like, yeah. <laughs> And and that's how these things are, you know? And um, I I think a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, I want to talk more about you and how you got started in the industry because you really are an icon. And I'm I'm sure most people who are listening are like, oh, my God, Joanna Angel. (laughs) So we're going to get all, oh, my God, Joanna Angel when we get back. I know you're fancy, and I know you've been eyeing some of those luxury sex toys, haven't you, you frisky little fox? Well, I also know that you enjoy a good discount, don't you, dear? You now can get 20% off your entire order, plus free shipping, at luxury sex toy retailer Lalo.com with discount code SUNNY. Yes, dear, you heard me right. 20% off anything, your little heart, or, well, other parts. Desire at Lelo.com using discount code S-U-N-N-Y. Yes, dear, you can thank me later. Castle Megastore. Once you see their sex toys, you'll want more. I have no idea if Castle Megastore actually has a theme song, but I really dig Castle Megastore. So that's my gift to you, Castle, your very own theme song. And you listeners get a gift too. If you go to CastleMegastore.com and use discount code SUNNY, that's S-U-N-N-Y, when you check out, you will receive 20% off your order. That's amazing. Castle mega store when you get your sex toys you'll be on the floor because you'll be using them so much and they'll be so awesome and you'll save so much money you'll get more than one and then you'll climax for a really long time and you'll just be passed out and you'll be like oh my god give me water those are the best orgasm ever you bring so much joy to chicago every time you come to the exit i used to work there uh years ago doing their bondage night yeah what a fun club that is and they get a ton of celebrities in there but you You totally light everybody up. I just want to let you know that everybody appreciates it every time you come in. I got to make it back there. It's really, it's one of the most fun bars in the whole country. It's so much fun. I love Chicago. Every time I go to Chicago, I have to go to Kuma's and I have to go. Fuck yeah. I love it. Those are traditions, especially exit. I remember like my mom used to go to exits. Seriously, she did? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I told you what we did, right? Are we back from the break? Yeah, we're Should back. We we're oh, no, back yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're already back. And Fuck that. Yeah. I will and tell you what I did. I pulled kind of a Keith Richards because I, all right, when my mom passed away, I took her ashes and I sprinkled them all over the world and all the places she liked to go so she could like travel the places she's never traveled to or revisit old places that were her favorites. And I've sprinkled her an exit. <laughs> and, <laughs> and 
it was like because it's a five five a.m. bar, so it was probably four a.m. at this point, and we were really toast and didn't have really good judgment. And one of my favorite bartenders there was like, "Well, you know, instead of pulling a Keith Richards and actually snorting her, we're like, let's sprinkle her in a shot." And so we sprinkled a little in a shot, and then we all like took straws and like drank the shot. So yeah, I have weird. That's that's like one of the very many very strange and you mix some of her ashes in with your tattoo yes your tattoo yes (laughs) yeah so that was a little weird side hi joanne (laughs) (laughs) that sounds that sounds like a great night yeah it was it was interesting put it that way so you (laughs) you were an icon you were absolutely an icon you're you know are, is it? Are you from New York? Wait, where are um, you from? You know, I, I, I can I maybe I can take credit for both. I technically I am from New Jersey. Okay, that is where I grew up. I did. I went to Rutgers. That's where I went to college. But I grew up in North Jersey, so I spent a lot of time in New York. You know, I was I was a what do you call it? I was um, the t- bridge. You know, they call it bridge and tunnel. Yeah, yeah. In front of all the people that come from New Jersey and New York. So I was from the bridge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then later when I went to Rutgers, I was from the tunnel. But um, yeah, and then after uh, college, I did live in Brooklyn for a couple of years too. So, um, you know, New York is home to me and New Jersey is also home to me. But right. Whatever. I'm from the East Coast. So you were this nice East Coast Jewish girl, you know, you were an English major, and now you're the like the tattooed alt porn punk princess, and you have an empire. How Thank the you. heck did that happen? Oh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> definitely didn't happen overnight, but, uh, you know, like, uh, when I was a senior in college, which was 2002, <laughs> such a long fucking time ago. I mean, it's a different lifetime ago. You know, I, I started a, uh, a porn site with my roommate. Um, we just, you know, that was the beauty of the internet is you could start these like weird little businesses like from, you know, out of nothing. So I guess uh, I put a bunch of like a handful of my punk whatever tattooed friends on the internet. The original, original Burning Angel that launched in 2002 uh, it was just me and like five other girls and it was just pictures and it just, it took off from there. I mean, people were so like, Whoa, what is this? <laughs> it's so crazy <laughs> to think about it now that like everybody made such a big deal. I remember in my school, like teachers were talking about it. Students wouldn't stop talking. About it. I mean, this is way, way, way before wow. webcamming and anything, you know, they were like, Oh my God, there's like, tattooed girls naked on the internet like i know it didn't it wasn't exactly world news but it felt like world news to me you know i mean did it shock you were you thinking like oh we're just gonna you know put some pictures on the internet and make a few extra bucks during college like did you think it have any inkling it was gonna make this huge splash you know i I think i just wasn't prepared for it i was um I, i kind of approached it the same way that like you know i was very much you know very heavily involved in the punk scene and all my friends like they had their own record labels. They had their own bands. They put on their own shows. You know what I mean? They printed their own flyers and they did their own events. And like, I kind of came from the scene where everybody was like doing things, you know? Right. And for some reason, when I was, when I, when I first came up with the idea, like there was so much excitement and like work to make this, you know, from the, from the time I thought of it to the time it was on the internet, you know? 
was about six or seven months. And in those six or seven months, like friends were helping me, you know, I looked borrowing a camera from some guy that borrowed a camera from his mom and like finding girls to do it, figuring out how to pay these girls, you know, like everything was like very complex. Like this was not, it was not easy to do this at that time. You know? mm-hmm. And so, and um, I don't know, I was so proud of myself when it launched and I, I guess I just thought of it like it was going to be received the same way that all my friends who put out like records or whatever, or put on events. Like I, I kind of thought we would all be treated the same way, you know, I'm like, okay, well, instead of like, like making an album, like I made a porn site, like what's the big deal? I don't know. <laughs> it was so not like that. Like it was crazy, you know, thinking back on it now, it's like, I actually wrote about the night that burning angel started in my, in my chapter uh, in Jizzly's book. Um, coming out like a porn star because like there was a, it, I, I, the date was April 20th, 2002. Uh-huh. And <laughs> was that planned? Was it like 420 um, or just coincidental? Um, I, you know, I actually remember we, we picked that date because um, not because it was 420 or having anything to do with that. I do remember on that particular date, it was a weekend and there was like, it was, it was a New Jersey like surf and skate fest. I remember it was this huge like festival with like all these bands that were playing. Um, and I thought it would be really good. Uh, like we made flyers, like the original way that we promoted burning angels, we made flyers. Like we were a fucking band, you know, like we were a show. So yeah, I, so we made a whole bunch of flyers and I, I, you know, I still have one of the original flyers. I I always find it when I'm going through my stuff and it was just like a picture of me and it said band interviews, um, articles, and naked girls like and then it was like dot 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 yeah naked girls and that's like all it was and it was burningangel.com so i remember we printed up like i don't know 10,000 of these flyers at a fucking kinkos the way we did for any punk show and um i gave them to a couple of my friends that i knew that were going to surf and skate fest and and they were going to hand them out and that was going to be our launch so i remember picking it like you know it was like a couple months before and we just had to pick a date and i was like okay this has to be it you know, I, I don't know. And it really did make a difference. Like I remember that night, like really seeing it, like, like seeing like the, the website ticker thingy, like being like, Oh my God, like thousands of people are now looking at this website. Like, wow. This is crazy. So know? was it back in the day with like, you know, so many people have visited this page and sparkly roses. Yeah, like, was it like, totally, like a GeoCities yeah. page? <laughs> I mean, it was pretty close, you know? Um, and, and yeah, it was really crazy. And, uh, so I remember just uh, at my house, we were having our own like 420 party and there was like a bunch of bands playing at my house and stuff. I lived in this house with like 10 people. It was like always different people living in my goddamn house. It was like a total punk halfway house basically. And um, I remember walking through the party and like every single person was stopping me. And it was crazy. Like mind you at the time there was five photo sets. Me plus four other girls. And these photo sets had like maybe 30 photos in them. Some of the girls, I didn't even get naked. All I did was I was only topless. I remember at the time being like, you know what? I'm not going to like um, show my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, oh, I don't know about that. I'll just be topless. Back when Joanna Angel was meek and shy yeah, about her I, JJ. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to be topless, you know? <laughs> There was like one girl, I think, who was like, I don't care. I'll show my vagina. And we were like, yeah. Like it was this huge deal. (laughs) And everyone was stopping me at the party like, 
oh my God, so you're in the porn industry. What's that like? Like, do you think that porn is punk? Do you think that porn is feminist? Like, do you think that porn degrades women? Do you think this? Do you think that? And I was like, oh my God, I just took a bunch of naked pictures in my bedroom and that's all I did. Like, what did I do? <laughs> I don't know how to answer these questions. Like, and I remember being in my basement and, you know, it was 420 and I ate these like vegan pop brownies and I'm like going crazy as it is because I probably ate too many of them. And I'm like walking around my house and everybody's stopping me, you know? And to me, this was my whole world. I wasn't used to being the center of attention. That wasn't me. I was like, kind of like a girl on the sidelines. And I was always used to like being like a champion for all my friends that were in bands and stuff like that. And then I remember like being in my basement, my own basement, you know, and there was like a band playing in my basement that I really liked. Obviously I liked them if they were playing in my basement and they, and there was like a girl singer of the band. And before she sang the song, she gave this whole speech about like domestic abuse and pornography and degrading women. And I was like, Oh my God, she, oh. is she talking about me? I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Or like, did she just happen to pick today to talk about pornography? Like what is going on? And I just, I was like freaking out and I just, you know, part of me was excited and then part of me was scared. And I was like, what do I do? And I just remember going into my room and like shutting the door and being like, okay, I either need to take this thing and make it really amazing. Or I need to take this website down and like move and like never speak of this again. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, and, and as someone who uh, I was very politically active in college, you know, like I went to a lot of protests. I was part of all these animal rights groups, you know, through like fucking paint on people's fur coats and stuff like that. (laughs) I was that girl. And, um, you know, I realized I spent so much time trying to like get people's attention to care about all these issues that were really important, you know, like, and, and people didn't care, you know, you'd stand in front of like the, the, you know, the Washington Monument or the White House, you know, like protesting with giant signs and make a big spectacle of it and tie yourself to trees and this and that. And like people walk by and they're like, "Eh," you know, and you put five naked girls on the internet and everybody stops what they're doing and they all want to know why and they want to know how. And I I just, there was a piece of me, like the, the, you know, the punk rock part of me was like, this is cool. This is powerful. This makes people think this makes people stop. And there's like so much I can do with this. And I just need to figure out what the hell to do and how to do it. <laughs> right. Wow. And that was like, you know, I'm really glad that everything happened that way. You know, I'm, I'm glad I got, um, and, and that's why when people are like, oh, are you glad that porn is becoming more accepted and more mainstream? I'm like, you know, what? I don't think I would have had the drive to make Burning Angel what it is if I didn't get all that stigma and all that, you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. that, that's what, that's what pushed me forward and more than the money or the fame or anything. Like I love the fact that I thought that pornography had, had power in the world. You know, it, it really like changed the way people thought. And, um, and I love that. And, uh, and it's, it inspired me. And, uh, and I just kind of went with my gut and that was, uh, that was in 2002. (laughs) That is the truth. I know a lot of people, they've tried to twist my story. I've, I've read over the years, like, Oh, Joanna doesn't even own the company and she got investment money and she got this and she got this. And like, that's not true. That is like genuinely a hundred percent. I couldn't make that story up. <laughs> wow. So wow. that is how burning angel started. <laughs> so if, if Joanna angel of today, like let's say from writing night shift, you really did have those parallel universe time travel powers. If <laughs> Joanna angel of right now went back in time and talked to Joanna angel on 
April 19th, <laughs> yeah, 2002, right? would would 2002 Joanna Angel like have any belief or inkling that this would be your life now? No, like, no clue at all. I had no idea. Like, I, I had no idea this is what it was going to lead to. I had no idea that you know, I had no idea I was going to be like a porn star. I mean, that, my real name is Joanna. Cause I remember, you know, we were putting up the website. I remember the, the guy that made the website. He was like, uh, what do you want your name to be? It was like, my, I was like, like, I really need like a stage name, you know, like it was absurd <laughs> for me to think that I was going to be so famous that I needed some pseudonym. It was ridiculous to me. You know, I was like, Oh, I'm just, uh, Joanna, I don't know. You know speaking of your name, I love your uh, your name in Jewish Girls Love Black Cock. Oh, well, Joanna Angelstein? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> As a Jewish really, man, I can completely appreciate was, it and adore the fuck out of that. There's so obviously happy. Fiddler of the Roof elements in that I whole know. thing. No, no, that whole movie is, is just, that's basically a parody of Fiddler on the Roof, you know? I love that movie. That is definitely, in all my years of porn, that's my favorite movie that I've ever made. I'm so happy it won both an AVN Award and an Expos Award. It is, like, really special to me. And that movie is, like, I'm not joking. Like, when I was writing that movie, I would call my mom on the phone and just have conversations with her about things. And, and I would directly quote my mother in that movie. Basically, like, oh, in that, that movie, awesome. like, I'm more or less playing my mom and every other character in Jews Love Blackhawk is basically a version of me. <laughs> but most of those absurd things that the main character says, in the, that Joanna Angelstein says, those are words that came right out of my mother's mouth. <laughs> and does she like go to the neighbors and be like, I inspired that character? Like, no, is she, she does she no know? Idea. She doesn't know? No, she has no idea. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that is funny. Yeah, like there's a part in in Jews Love Blackhawk. It's I, I don't know how much you watch, but there's I've watched the entire thing. Did you really? I, I, I I've actually reviewed it the under part. a pseudonym. Oh, really? I, oh, I can't say you. for who, but it's, yeah, I, favorable reviews like five dicks um, all the way up. Good. Yes. <laughs> well, the yeah, the part in the movie where where Joanna Angelstein shows up and she sees that the girl is a lesbian, you know. And she's like, oh, you guys don't have to do this, you know, just because you're sad and lonely. You don't have to like, you know, my, my mom literally did say that to like my lesbian friends. And I brought them oh, home. That's so so embarrassed. She was like, oh, you know, like, that's nice that they have each other, but they don't have to do this. You know, like she basically thought that they were like two girls that like couldn't find love. So they just like Aww. married each other. <laughs> she didn't understand. Like, no, All they need to like... do is find a nice boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like. You know, there's still time, you know, like it's okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, it's okay, don't worry. Like this is fine to do for now. I understand. You know, you don't want to be alone, but like don't worry, there's someone out there for you. Like she couldn't like I was like, Mom, stop. And she didn't even realize she's being so insulting, you know, like she thinks she's like being nice, you know. I think that's kind of the beauty of Jewish moms is like they're completely totally. insulting you, but like they don't even realize it, you know. It's their superpower, I <laughs> it swear. It's their superpower. And everybody <laughs> asks me always like what my mom made for dinner. I'm like Jewish reservations, Chinese food, of course. Yeah. What? She doesn't fucking cook. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's what Jewish moms do. That's how they make. That's yes. how they make fancy dinner. So I have a question for you, punk rock. Uh, mm-hmm. What's your three top punk bands? Go. Mm. All right, let's dig 
uh, back. And I'm a crusty old punk myself, so I will judge you. I mean, the Misfits. (laughs) Wow, you don't hold back. No, not not for this. Not for punk (laughs) rock. Because I know she's punk rock, and I know she's going to give me something good. Okay. I know. I mean, saying the Misfits, like, you know, it's kind of just like your all-time classic, you know. Of course. Um, Bouncing Souls. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I got to pick, like, a more obscure one. Okay, you know what? Let's pick... The Locust. (laughs) Wow, that's reaching way back. (laughs) Or Refused. I'm going to put Refused in there, too. Probably, I think, the best punk bands to ever exist. What do you think of Dead Kennedys or Descendants? Okay, look, the Dead Kennedys I liked, but I think I liked their message more than I liked their music growing up. You know? Like, Mm -hmm. I liked them. But I liked everything that they stood for. It was kind of like listening to Crass, you know? It's like Crass, like, I'd always, like, yeah. buy their albums and read their lyrics and, like, look for their little booklets. But, like, the actual listening to them was, like, never what you wanted it to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're more of a listening <laughs> band than a live band, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were like, um, I don't know if this was supposed to be a book or it was actually supposed to be music, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I liked the Dead Kennedys. I, I went to see Jello Biafra speak, like, a bunch of times. It was always so funny. Jello's awesome. Every time you'd see him speak, he sounded exactly like he did in the songs, you know? <laughs> and you felt like, you know, that's really how he talks. <laughs> but um, I was, like, when I was younger, younger, you know, like, I liked all the bands that that were angry, you know? And, like, I remember, like, life-changing moments, like going to see Anti-Flag, and they sang that Die for Your Government song. I was like, oh, yeah. you know, like, in Coney Island High, I was 14 years old, I think, you know? And, like, see, seeing, like, a whole room full of mohawks and spray-painted leather jackets and, that, like, everybody singing along, you know? Like, those moments, like, really made me who I am, you know? And I was like, yes, like, fuck everyone. I'm so angry. I don't even know what I'm angry at. But, like... You know, it made me feel, like, confidence to, like, walk into school and, like, not be like everybody else, not be ashamed, you know? Like, that was, like, what punk was to me. And that's what punk will always be to me, you know? Like, the same way I felt, like, walking into high school with my, like, spiky leather jacket is, like, the same way I sometimes feel, you know, when I walk into AVN, you know? Like, (laughs) I don't know. It's like, I'm going to do what I want, you know? And this is who I am. And, like, take it or leave it. And, like, fuck you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what punk is all about, you know? And those are, those are, and just because, you know, I don't go to, like, squats (laughs) (laughs) to go find out about new bands. You know, you can't take away, like, me being punk rock, you know? Like, it made me who I am. And, you know, all my heroes that I looked up to growing up, you know, like Tim Armstrong or Fat Mike or, you know, they're all, like, or, you know, fucking Ian McKay or whatever. Oh, yeah. They're icons, you know? And And they all, like, worked for themselves, did everything themselves. They're creators, you know? They didn't, like sell out to bullshit just to just to be part of mainstream culture you know what i mean they're they're like very smart successful people that always stay true to to who they were and they're they're my heroes still today and they were my heroes in high school you know mm-hmm. so now okay this leaves us at a great place to close out your your porn your empire your image your everything your essence I'm getting dramatic. Your essence is very <laughs> punk rock. You started out, your porn started out from a very punk rock, subversive place. And the aesthetic is still very alt and, and punk rock. However, now that you've grown bigger 
and you are more of an icon and you've won all the AVN awards. And didn't you just recently get inducted into like the hall of fame like last yeah, year? Yeah. Uh, yeah. A few different ones. <laughs> so do you still feel as punk rock as you were back in the day? Like how do you keep that punk rock aesthetic, like more in, in your soul, not looking, but like yeah. how do you keep yourself more punk rock at heart. I mean, it, it's a hard thing. Cause it just kind of like, it comes, you know, it comes naturally to me, you know, like I, I don't do what feels wrong. I go with my gut, you know, and um, I don't like, I don't fall for bullshit. You know, I think that's something you learn like early on, like in the punk scene, you know, like as you become bigger and bigger, there's all these like marketing scams that kind of like come your way, you know, and there's always that like punk rock person inside of me that's like, fuck that. Like, I don't need that shit. You know, I can do it myself. You know, I think the do it yourself attitude instead of like, outsourcing things to like big firms that don't even like understand who you are, you know, is just uh, something that's always going to remain true to me, you know, and the the way I've grown my business organically, like I'm always, you know, going to be punk rock, but um, you know, I don't think you need to dress outrageously or look outrageous, you know, to, to prove that you're punk anymore. You know, I think it's more in like what you do and how you act. And, And over time, like I really, I have a love, for filmmaking, you know, like I don't just want to make porn because it shocks people. I don't just want to use tattooed girls because they're different. You know, like I, I like making movies, you know, and I like expressing myself through movies, you know, and I think I've sort of, you know, I've sort of grown up, you know, and, uh, I think burning angel started just because it was something different. And I hope that the brand is now big enough to, um, become known for, for my style of making films, you know, um, sort of like hustler started, because Larry Flint went to the Supreme Court, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but, but that's done now. <laughs> he did that. <laughs> he can check that off the list. <laughs> he will be noted for it forever, but he can't make every single issue of Hustler Magazine about, you know, taking the government down and blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, he's, he's got to create product. He's got to create content and he creates his own art and, and, you know, and brings it across in his own way, you know, and his company has grown where other people have their own ideas and, you know what I mean? It's like, right. I can't just like be like a one trick pony. Like, Oh look, I'm a website with girls with tattoos. Like it's, it, you know, uh, that was very uh, groundbreaking at first. It's not groundbreaking anymore. And, and I hope that over time I've, I've, uh, I've developed a real love for, you know, for filmmaking and making mm-hmm. people laugh and getting people aroused and, you know, and making sexy things on camera and just, you know, growing my business. So, um, you know, over time, uh, I guess, I guess things have changed. <laughs> well, I look forward to the, you know, the groundbreaking things that you have coming. And, and one, I mean, I really think that night shift to choose your own adventure or choose your own erotic fantasy. Cause is, is it that choose your own adventure is like trademarked probably yeah, or something? I, I, don't yeah, um, I don't know. Um, choose your own erotic fantasy. That is groundbreaking. So tell us Thank where you. people can find that, where people can find you, like all the good stuff as we wrap up here. Um, you can find Night Shift. It's on Amazon. Um, I think everybody has Amazon, you know, the place where you buy vacuum cleaners and dog food. Mm-hmm. And, um... <laughs> I think it's like embedded in a chip in my skin at yes. this point. Like, yeah, it's Girls, scary. put it on your wish list or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think um, I, I think the actual date is, uh, I think it's out. Is it out? Is it shipping now? Um, if not, it, it'll be out in the next couple of days. But yeah, it's called Night Shift. It's by Joanna Angel. There's actually a lot of other books called Night Shift. I saw there was a... Uh, Stephen there's a King. Night shift, yeah, there's a night shift by Stephen King. So yeah. don't buy that one. He sells enough <laughs> books. 
He doesn't need to sell anymore. <laughs> by Night Shift by Joanna Angel. And I'm um, really excited about this. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. Just Joanna Angel is my name, at Joanna Angel. And BurningAngel.com is where you find all my porn. So look me up and um, enjoy Jews Love Black Cock or several hundred <laughs> other films. <laughs> and um, if you look on my Twitter and on my Instagram, I'll be promoting my book tour. I've got a couple dates in LA coming up on the 13th and 14th and the 13th I'll be at the Grove um, at Barnes and Nobles there on the 14th. I'll be at a uh, skylight books. I believe it's in silver Lake. Um, and then I have a bunch of dates on the East coast. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm going to be at uh, atomic books in uh, Baltimore. And Ooh, that's, that's like really cool. Very iconic bookstore where uh, I know it's where John waters gets his mail. So uh, if you don't want to come for me, maybe John waters will have to pick up his mail that day. And he <laughs> might be there. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Awesome. And partners, yeah. buy this for your lover. Like this would be a great book to actually read it's in a, bed yeah. as like oh, you know, something you could well, do for four What was your story? Did you say that you uh, did? Did you guys do that? You said you you said you did something with a partner. You were reading a book to each other. Something. No, no, we read ours separately. No, we read ours separately. I don't know why we didn't. Why didn't we read it together? We could have had a couple's <laughs> bonding moment. Like, Ken, do you do you want to give the key to the lady, or do you want to give the key to the guy? <laughs> and then we can argue the over what's the best well, choice. I, you know, I've right? got a flannel shirt, and I might have, I might or might not have some panties upstairs, so we can yes! see what's going on. Yes, yeah. I love it. The last time we played, we did some. Uh, uh, mommy dearest and Christina role play. Yeah, I was, was mommy awesome. dearest and I he was, was Christina. I was Ken Tina. Yeah, Ken Tina. Yeah, Ken-tina. So it's, this is a new thing. I, we need to do more of that. So, I know, and I know she right, wasn't awesome. mad at me. She was mad at the dirt. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, Joanna. This thank has been so an much, awesome Joanna. conversation. And yeah, thank you. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, everyone go out and get that book. And if you miss the websites or the the social media links, you can always go to americansexpodcast.com or sunnymegatron.com to get our show notes, to get all those links so you can buy your book. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag PsyChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.